With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right! All right! All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's in the bonus with Doug Gottlieb. In the bonus hour. Getting ready for the weekend. Jared Smith's going to be by. Of course, he's uh, picks wise league betting analyst. We'll go over our college picks, which were awesome last weekend. Hopefully, it'll be awesome this weekend for you as well. See if Jared likes my picks. You know, see if he doesn't like my picks. That I don't think he liked my picks last week. We did well, and then he sent me a nice little text like, "Yeah, he kind of got that one right." So that was. That was a cool thing. So like when a, when a pro better is like, you know, and you kind of like, kind of like how you're doing, what you're doing. That was, that was good. So we had a good, good week. Um, all right. I got, I got two things for you to start your, your day with, or to end your week with. Let, let's start with the Tua controversy, right? It did. I mean, look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, I didn't see him go down last Sunday and go like, man, that didn't, it looks like he hits his head. Then all of a sudden he stands up and then can't stand up. Feels like some something to some kind of trauma to the head. The, the, my issue is, in order for, in order for um, these doctors and coaches to somehow cajole Tua on the field, like Mike McDaniel said today, like I'm, I'm actually concerned about Tua the person sat next sat next to him on the plane. So what we have to. You got to understand what you're saying. If you're going to say that the league, there's pressure from the league and pressure for teams for these guys to play, 
You're saying that two doctors and a coach who seems to have a good relationship with them and whoever else in the front office is putting that ahead of Tua, which maybe, but I struggle with not one, but two doctors violating their Hippocratic Oath. I, I just don't see it. Is it possible they missed they missed it? Yes. Is it possible he didn't have a concussion? Also, yes. And that yesterday's concussion was just very severe. Yes, 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 yes. I don't know what the answer is, but always assuming the worst in people is not a path I think people I think people go down way way too often. I really, really do. Really do. Uh, the other rant of the day is this. And this one, I mean, look, I have my own answer to. But can somebody tell me why it's an absolute no-brainer to so many that Aaron Judge is the American League MVP? I'm not in any way trying to diminish what Aaron Judge is doing. Aaron Judge's success this year, his number, his numbers this year, especially in comparison to others in baseball where it's kind of been seen as a dead ball and, well, the ball has not been dead for him. I mean, go and look at just the, the raw stats, and it's really amazing what what he's able to do. Uh, Aaron judges, and even if you don't care about batting average, right? he's fifth in batting average. He not only leads with 61 home runs, but he's got 19 more home runs than Kyle Schwarber. 19. And the American League, the highest number of home runs outside of Aaron Judge is Mike Trout. Missed a bunch of time, but he's got 38 home runs. So he's got... Uh, the second most RBI in all of baseball, not that that matters, like runs batted in. So, but in raw stats, fifth in batting average, first in home runs, second in RBI, uh, leading in all these things outside of uh, second in, in American League in batting, batting average. And then all the metrics point to him being the best hitter in baseball. Okay. So match up the best hitter in baseball with Shohei Otani, who, for all the hitting stats, is actually top five in all of the next-gen hitting stats. Right? His war is a little low. His war is at 3.8, as opposed to Aaron Judge at 10.4. And if you want to say that Aaron Judge wins the MVP because of war, okay. But how do you calculate what Shohei Otani is doing pitching the baseball? Right? He just had a no-hitter through eight, struck out 10. So I got 10... He's got 192 strikeouts in 147 and two-thirds innings pitched. I mean, and while he's been on a tear, his ERA, his home ERA is only 1.82. And I get what you're saying, 2.35 ERA for the entire season. If, if you tell me, hey, he's playing in meaningless games. I want you to ask yourself this question. It's a real question. Is it harder to motivate yourself when everything matters or when nothing matters? Right? Is it hard to motivate yourself? You're at the end of your season. No one, Shohei Otani is going to get paid this offseason or he's going to get traded by the Angels and paid elsewhere. It's not about getting paid. He's going to get paid. But ask yourself the energy you bring to work. If something's already been decided, like the Angels are bad, they're not going to win, how hard is it for you to bring your normal level? And his level has been incredible. Jay Stu, who would you take for your, uh, for your American League MVP? I think it's Aaron Judge, um, and I don't think it's particularly close. Why? Um, just because not only is he going to be the first guy that's off roids to hit more than 61, but the Yankees are in first place. 
the Yankees looked unstoppable in the first two months of the season, and he was a huge reason why. This is just like a standout season. This is this will be like one of those things like in 30 years, if you look at his numbers and he doesn't win the MVP, you're like, what the heck? And then I guess the person could be like, yeah, there's another guy that pitched the hell out of the ball and he hit up to par with Judge. But here's my here's my my one response to your last question, right? Finding uh, deep down inside the energy and the motivation when you're playing out a string for the last three months. I would say for Shohei's case, he's literally trying to put on a showcase for his next team. Whether he's traded by the Angels or the next team he signs with, I think he's increasing his value and he'll probably get paid um, considerably. But I don't know if I'm I'm completely buying your your motivation angle on this one. Why? For you ever that, been in a bad team? For that reason. You ever been in a bad team? Well, I've never I've never played a sport where there were tens of millions of dollars at stake. I mean, that seems to be motivation enough. His next contract. Yeah, I mean, but you'd say that I mean, the same. There's the same motivation out there for Aaron Judge. He's actually a free agent this year. Oh, no doubt. So they're both playing motivated, and they're both having great years. I mean, look to me, this it's it's really simple. One guy's doing something that we haven't seen since Babe Ruth, and maybe even better, right? Pitching and hitting, and dominating in both. And one guy's having the greatest power hitting season maybe in the history of baseball. Which is more valuable to your team? Well, I mean. If if you're in a vacuum, obviously yeah. the pitching and the hitting. Yeah. Okay. So but we in a vacuum in, a, in on a baseball field doesn't matter. We're talking about the MVP award, though. We're not talking about the the coolest or the the best player in the league. We're talking about who is most valuable to their team in that given year. The Yankees likely are not in first place, and the Angels will be just a worst last place team, I guess, if Shohei wasn't around. But they're not a last place team. Right, that that's the thing. Like without Shohei Otani, they are, you know, in the conversation of worst team in baseball. But they're actually at at seventy. What are they? What are they? Uh, seventy and eighty six. Like they're not terrible. They're not very good, but they're not terrible. Without him, they'd be terrible. They they would be terrible. Without without Aaron Judge, I don't think they would win ninety six games. I still think they'd be a playoff team. That's a pretty good roster. It's good. It's a good conversation. I think Aaron Judge is going to win, but I think part of it is we're just fascinated by home runs. We really are. What if you give uh, Shohei the Cy Young? I think last night, that was the talk afterwards. Is is he in the mix? I know we got a couple guys from Houston. Uh, they're in the mix for this. But, like, I wouldn't be – I wouldn't have a problem at all giving the guy a Cy Young, which would be an incredible award for a guy that plays – that hits every day. No question. Does he actually deserve the Cy Young? Is he the best pitcher in the American League? I think for the same reasons you listed him as the MVP, the fact that he does the other makes him makes that a more intriguing vote for yeah. him, yeah? Yeah. I mean, Justin Verlander's got a 1.80 ERA. Are incredible, by the way. Yeah, I mean, it's inc- incredible, right? Because how many times have we thought Justin Verlander got hurt, had the elbow, maybe he's washed, maybe he's done. Uh, Garrett Cole's had a good year. Alec uh, uh, Manoa is at a good year. Tristan McKenzie, I love that kid from Cleveland. He's having a great year this year, even though he's uh, the win-loss record, but the, the, the whip is amazing. And Shane McClanahan, but Justin, it's either Justin Verlander or Shohei Otani. I would agree with you. It's a two-horse race. Uh, and just, you know, to compare the numbers, 
His ERA is 1.80 as opposed to Shohei's 2.35, right? Um, and uh, what Shohei has, Shohei has how many? A hundred and, and what strikeouts? Uh, oh, he, I think he hit his 200 mark last night, which yeah. kind of puts him he over has, that th- threshold. He has 213, 213 as opposed to Verlander 275. But Verlander 1.80 ERA is whew, 17 and four, and I, you know, they're the best or second best team in the American League. So it's it's kind of the same argument. I, I you know, I just think Shohei Otani's a better at a better all around year. It's not really comparable to that of Aaron Judge, but. So I guess it does give him the, the leg up that way, but it, it should because it's harder what he's doing. It's almost like, um, it's almost like, and, and you know, we, we don't do this enough in, we do it some in, in basketball and football, but I love it with uh, gymnastics where you're not only scored based upon how you do, but based upon the level of difficulty with what you decide to do. I like that with, I would love that with baseball. So for baseball, do you get extra bonus points for what he's doing is more difficult? He should. I think he should. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So let's let's do the list of the day. And seeing as we're coming off of Tua Tungavailoa's injury, and remember, like no one's making fun of injuries, so I'm not poking fun at just how nasty. It, it just that was a nasty one. That was one where you're you can, you this is what a concussion looks like, right? This is what traumatic brain injury kind of looks like. Doesn't mean you can't recover or don't want him to recover. And obviously now you're just hey man, don't come back until you're fully recovered, uh, and even then give it some time. But there, there are injuries, Jace, do that are indelibly left in our brain, right? That we absolutely remember. Here's five. Uh, Willis McGahee playing against Ohio State, national championship game. I believe it was played in the Orange Bowl, which is the, the home of the U. Um, regardless of which, uh, he, Willis McGahee's knee went in the opposite direction of the way in which it's supposed to be bent as he got hit on the knee. Usually when we see uh, injuries in football, somebody falls on a leg, which uh, we saw with the Texas Tech kid this past week, and it was nasty, um, or a knee blows out, like usually non-contact. In this particular case, the knee was going in the wrong direction. Willis McGahee at five. At four, we'll go with Kevin Ware. Um, I was on set. For the NCAA tournament uh, with, um, uh, with the CBS and TNT guys when Kevin Ware's leg broke. And, I mean, people thought he would never walk, like, walk again. Like it was that uh, you, you literally saw the bone pop out. Uh, that one was a, a filthy one. Obviously, uh, that was one that everybody kind of held their breath and then tracked him. He did come back and play, then ultimately transferred out. I think he played at Georgia State after that, but Kevin Ware in the NCAA tournament breaking his leg, that was a that was a big one. Number three is Paul George. Remember Paul George playing with USA basketball? Um, his leg hit the stanchion and it broke. And there was actually there was actually a um a mark there, right? A mark there on the floor at the Thomas and Mack Arena where the bone had scratched the floor. That's a, that's a real thing. I remember about where I was and my, because I was at the time I was doing a show called lead off on CBS sports network with Ali LaForce. We shared Jay Stu. You can remember this. We shared a TV studio with Jim Rome 
in uh, in beautiful Westminster, California, just off Hoover, right? Wasn't it off Hoover? Wasn't that the street Hoover? I remember that. A, a yeah. Mamp, Mamp Brothers uh, Realty Purchase. Correct. Correct. Um, anyway, so I'm going to say that was 2013. I mean, you could probably look it up and check because I remember how long that show lasted, when we started and when we ended. And I believe that was 2013, playing with USA Basketball. Yeah, that was Paul George's leg almost feeling like it broke in half. That was a, that was a big one. Oh, I got, I got one that, that uh, I, I, these are a lot, of, a lot of basketball ones. We've seen a lot of football ones, and I have other ones to think of. But do you remember Gordon Hayward? His first game with the Celtics in the first quarter of his first game with the Celtics, they were playing the Cleveland Cavaliers. Do you guys remember this? He signed. Gordon Hayward was the big name free agent that came over from Utah to play for his old college coach. And the first half of his first regular season game with the Boston Celtics, his leg broke getting a rebound, I believe. That was was another leg-breaking nasty one. He's never been the same as an all-star, but he has come back and had a, a, a productive productive career and the most gruesome injury I can think of uh, that I look there's other ones Ryan Shazier's obviously was scary that one um, that that one basically ended his that one ended his career right I could do an Alex Smith but the Ryan Shazier one was the last time we saw something like this uh, it was Shazier and of course Shazier's come back to where he can walk and he's going to have a productive life and going to be a motivational speaker. Ryan Chazier was a great player, and this really changed the Steelers for the worst. They were never the same that year. They haven't been the same since. That year, getting ready for the playoffs, they had a dominant defense. He was their best player. I believe he was their best player. Anyway, Ryan Chazier's injury, which I think was on Monday Night Football, where he was was basically paralyzed for, for a period of time. That's the most gruesome one because... That was the first time that I, th- I thought, you know, I hope we don't get to the point where people like, like the next step is somebody dying on a football field. Thankfully, Ryan Chazier did not die. Alex Smith's knee injury could make the list. Of course, Joe Theismann could make the list. There are lots of other gruesome injuries uh, to, to think of, but that's, those are the ones that we have on today's list. I don't know if there is um, a recording of this, but something in the back of my mind says that, uh, Jack Tatum's hit on Daryl Stingley back oh, yeah. in the late seventies. Wait, on Daryl Stingley? Yeah, when that was when Daryl Stingley was uh, paralyzed. Yeah, yeah, broken neck and everything. I I think that was just one that that comes to mind when you think about gruesome. And that was the seventies when there was basically no rules protecting the players. Period. So it must have been really awful. In uh, this is interesting. In nineteen eighty two, okay, nineteen eighty two. This is my uh, second year here. I was seven or eight. I was, I think I was seven years old at the time. And my dad was an assistant coach at Long Beach State. Um, and a guy named Todd Hart, Todd Hart made a tackle. Long Beach State used to have a football team. They played UCLA. It was my first time ever in the Rose Bowl. And um, by the way, the accident was on September 11th, right? So September 11th to everybody else we remember obviously that what happened in New York, what happened in Pittsburgh, what happened in Washington DC to this guy, Todd Hart. Like that was the, that was the day that his life changed. He was paralyzed. I believe from the, the neck down, maybe the waist down. Um, 
But, uh, you know, there's been element. I think there's an elementary school named after him. Like he became kind of a heroic guy. Anyway, that was the first time I ever like that. That's like your first brush with like the way you can get really hurt playing this sport. Yeah. Yeah. Todd Hart was his name. Let's get to what the Fox says. And now. Every day in the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio, we pay homage to all the other shows on the, on the network. And we bring back something interesting they discussed, like this. Here's Dan Patrick with Rodney Harrison, who had this exchange in regards to Tua. I played in this game 15 years, and I've had multiple, multiple concussions where I hit somebody, the stadium was spinning, I didn't know where I was at, so that's considered a concussion. But, but nothing like that has ever happened to me. And I don't know how you come back on a football field after that happens to you. Um, we're talking about this kid's life. We're talking about myself as well as so many other football players that I know, friends of mine that live here in Atlanta that suffer from CTE, that suffer from depression, that suffer from light sensitivity, that suffer and and it affects their relationship with their kids and their parents. Well, I go back to Sunday, Rodney, and okay, they told me it was a back injury, but I mean, he certainly displayed symptoms of having a concussion. He was out on his feet, so... What did you see as a former player? If you saw your teammate react like that, and how surprised would you be that he was going to be able to come back into a game? I would have been shocked. And you talk about me, a guy that was very physical flying around. And when I saw him, I just thought it was a concussion. I said, man, get down, get down. Cause it's a concussion. But then they said it was a back problem, but the way he stumbled, it was to me, it was more mental it was more neurological. So I, I don't know what they're doing if they're doing anything funny with this kid's life. But at the end of the day, eventually one day he's going to walk away from football and he's going to have a life. He's going to have wife and kids and he's going to have uh, to sustain a normal life. I, I think the one thing that we had to be very cautious of um, is it's really important to point out. Okay? Uh, we all saw what we saw from Tua. I think most of us were surprised that it was deemed to be a back injury and not anything neurological, but we're also, I mean, armchair physicians. Okay. And if you are saying that the doctors got it wrong, you, you may be right. Okay. You, you may, you may be right, but you're also saying that there are not one, but two doctors, an independent neuro, a neurological doctor and the team doctor that both cleared him that violated their Hippocratic oath to help him. So I, I'm just one of these people that I, I just, in an effort to keep it real, it looked bad. He hit his head on Sunday. It looked bad when he hit his head on Sunday. And he may have sustained a concussion. I, I don't know. But I'm just very cautious over telling or over being this armchair guy, watching him get what's an obvious concussion last night and predetermining that he must have had one on Sunday because I know that doctors, two of them, especially one who is independently hired with one job in mind to go through, to take somebody through concussion protocol, don't put them out there if they're at any risk. Maybe I'm naive, but I think most doctors know that they open themselves up to, opens themselves up to litigation. You throw a guy back out there. So Rodney's not wrong. Of course you worry about these guys and what they do post-career. But the assumption that doctors will do whatever it takes to put a guy in the football field when we've seen and in doctors understand the dangers of CTE and of traumatic brain injuries, 
I think we just be a lot more cautious with that. All right, then there's this. This is Colin Cowherd. Right? This is Colin Cowherd talking about the uh, little tiff between Pat Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy. Sometimes the answer is, you know, who cares? Don't give a story oxygen. Don't feed the media. Don't feed social media. Don't, don't hype it up. So Eric Bieniemy and Patrick Mahomes had this little, I don't even know what you call it, little skirmish. And I thought it was interesting. Like he's the, you know, the biggest star in the league and Bieniemy's an intense guy. But he, he went on to talk about it yesterday. And I thought he gave a great answer. He later went on to say, who cares? <laughs> this is what we do. Players and coaches bark all the time. By the way, Tom Brady got in the face of Josh McDaniels and is screaming at him. It was on tape. They won the Super Bowl that year. A coach can't occasionally get a player riled up. Saw a coach player for the Jets last week get in the face of a coach. Sometimes, like, who cares? When you're in an industry, you have an industry that I don't know anything about. I have one you don't know much about. But it's on television. Sports is on television. You see these glimpses of intensity and you think it's inappropriate or you don't know how to. Eh, you just don't get it. I agree I, that, that not all verbal skirmishes are a big thing. And especially when they're grown men and one's played in the league, the other one's a star in the league. They're going to go at it. They're going to disagree. But I would also point out that there are times in which we so badly want to make this case for Eric Bieniemy to get a head coaching job in the NFL. And you have to understand that um, he they, they almost didn't bring him back to Kansas City last year. We still don't know why. We've never been told why. That, that was There was a very late moment where he, people thought he was not coming back as offensive coordinator. Um, and he's been stuck there. And one of the reasons that that I've been told that he hasn't gotten a head coaching job was, among other things, is, yes, he's an energetic, passionate guy, but he's also, he's not somebody who's a uniter. And head coaches... It's a different job. It's one to unite and one to motivate and one to cajole at times. And sometimes you got to be hard coaching. So I don't think there's anything of that back and forth, but it, it does allow for confirmation bias to anybody in the league who looks at Eric Bieniemy and says, I mean, see, even Mahomes is kind of, kind of done with him. And that's what the Fox said. What does the Fox say? Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? 
This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get to Jared Smith. Jared is a PixWise lead betting analyst, the co-host of our new show, Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff with Rich Ornberger and Brian No. It airs each Saturday between 9 a.m. and noon Eastern time. Listen live to our Fox Sports Radio affiliates or on the iHeartRadio app presented by BetMGM. All right, Jared, let's, uh, let's get right into it. Uh, let's, let's start with a couple of the gigantic games this weekend. Bama taking on Arkansas. Arkansas loses on a missed field goal that if it was at a college stadium, it wouldn't have hit the top of the upright because they're not as long. But they're at home. They're 17-point dogs to the Crimson Tide. Who do you like? Uh, I'll be honest. I am a little bit concerned about Alabama's, I'll call it polish. They've struggled on the road of late, one and four against the number in their last five on the road. We all watched that game against Texas earlier this season. A lot of penalties, a lot of mistakes, unforced errors, things that are not indicative of what a Nick Saban coach team does. My guess is I would bet on Saban that he polishes that up and, and we see a little bit more uh, cohesive Alabama offense in this game. Listen, all of the metrics still tell me that Alabama is the best team in the country, points per, you know, yards per play, point margin, all these things. So I feel very confident 
confident that, you know, Bama will figure it out. And 17 is actually, for them, a pretty light spread. So I, I would lean to Bama in this spot, but it is tough to lay that many points on the road in the SEC. Oklahoma State's a favorite on the road against Baylor, a team they split with last year. Who do you like? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Oklahoma State, we're not talking about them, but they're 17-2 and two in the last 19 games. I mean, arguably one of the best stretches in the history of that program. Um, But this season, they have not played anyone. 129th in strength of schedule. They haven't played anyone inside the top 75. Baylor, on the other hand, has pushed themselves, especially in the non-conference. Going to BYU, tough game, tough loss there. Then they follow it up with a win at Iowa State last week. Now, Oklahoma State's had the extra week to prepare. This is also a revenge spot for the Big 12 championship game last year where the Cowboys fell short by, by like a matter of inches. So to me, when I see this total, which has moved up a little bit now into the mid-50s, it leads me to believe the better offense is probably the right side here. And I would give Baylor a slight edge there. I think Oklahoma State at this point more known for their defense. But I'll be honest, this game is going to be nip and tuck. It's a tight spread under a field goal. If Blake Shapin could figure things out on the road, I think Baylor might be the right side. Um, I like this one. NC State, very good quarterback play. Of course, they took down Texas Tech a couple weeks ago, taking on Clemson. Who's looked better, you know, still not Clemson level of dominant, but but better. NC State, Clemson, who do you like? Yeah, so with me, when I look at this Clemson secondary, it looks like they're getting a little healthier, and they were absolutely torched by Wake Forest last week. And that's something, if you're Babo Sweeney and, you know, you need that chip, you know, he loves putting that chip on his shoulder. Uh, I think that's what the calling card is this week. Listen, we're a defensive team, guys. We just gave up 45 points to Wake Forest. I know that game went into overtime, but I I think there's a lot of things to clean up if you're Clemson's defense. Now, what I will say about Devin Leary, the yards per attempt numbers – haven't been great. Our eyes are telling us he might, you know, he's got the physical tools, but some of those metrics that we dive into, they, they, they haven't been great. And if you're asking me what Dave Doran's strategy is, first of all, weather could be a factor here. We don't know what the hurricane remnants will look like on Saturday in, in the South Carolina area. But if, to me, if I'm Dave Doran, I am, you know, getting rid of the, you know, the conservative nature of my game plans. And I'm going to try to attack this Clemson secondary. And he's got a quarterback to do it. But again, we'll see what Devin Leary has. I think if the wind and, and the rain isn't as bad as people think, and, you know, the weather forecast is what it is, it could change in a moment's notice. The total's a little light here in, in the low to mid-40s. I think this game could have some points, uh, especially, again, if the weather does clear up. Because, if I, again, if I'm Dave Dorn, I'm trying to attack that Clemson secondary. And DJU's looked a little bit better of late, too. You know, they scored a bunch of points in that game against Wake. Their defense certainly uh, not as good as NC State's. But I, I could see this game having some points to it if Dave Dorn, you know, bucks the tendency a little bit here and throws the football. Uh, Texas A&M off that win against Arkansas. They go to Mississippi State, a team that I think people thought he had pretty good. The Pirate had a pretty good team. Um, so uh, uh, who do you like with that, that uh, A&M Mississippi State game? Yeah, so this is fascinating because you get the unranked team favored Mississippi State against the ranked team, Texas A&M. And, you know, your average better will look at that and they say, oh, there's a number next to Texas A&M. They obviously are the better team, and they're the underdog. I'll take the underdog. Well, that's kind of what Vegas wants you to do. That's why those casinos are bright and shiny. So the Aggies haven't scored more than 23 points against an FBS opponent all season. And they're without their best player, Aeneas Smith, the wide receiver. So I think it's going to be difficult for them to go into Stark Vegas and move the football effectively with a young quarterback in Max Johnson that hasn't really been unleashed yet. But let's be honest, we don't really know 
what A&M has offensively because Jimbo Fisher, just like Dave Doran, is just a very conservative coach with his game plan. If I'm Jimbo Fisher in this particular spot, Mississippi State runs this very unique defensive scheme. It's a 3-3-5. They mostly run a light box. It's actually one of those ironic spots where Jimbo might be better off just pounding the ball against this Mississippi State defense and then trying to run play action off of it. The one thing I will say is Mississippi State, to me, got bullied a little bit in the trenches against LSU, and I don't think they have an elite offensive line. So I could see the A&M defense giving them a shot in this game, but anytime you have a ranked team that's an underdog against an unranked opponent, I'm always going to give the unranked team a little bit more credence because the market in this spot, especially moving through a key number of three, is telling me that Mississippi State is probably the right side. Michigan's way better offensively than they've been. Iowa's offense leads a lot to be desired, but they have scored 27 past two weeks. Rutgers, not great. Um, Nevada, not great the week before that. Um, Games in Kinnick Stadium, a place where ranked teams seem to go to die. Iowa at home against Michigan. Big number as well. Who do you like? Massive number. And you said it, Doug. It's one in six against the spread. Top five teams at Kinnick since 2006. And not only that. You're seeing outright victories. Michigan, a few years ago, 24-point favorite. Goes in a Kinnick, loses outright 14-13. So this is one of those spots, too, where I do see not only a ton of value in the home dog, but the line has moved so significantly. When it opened over the summer, you know, the, the, the sports books, some of them, they'll, they'll open up the bigger games in the summertime and they'll let the Sharps kind of eat away at the market. This was Michigan minus three. And now it's ten and a half. And listen, I know it's been ugly. Spencer Petras, he can't throw. You know, it's been an ugly offensive few weeks for this Iowa team. But you said it. They went in the Rutgers last week, Big Ten team, pushed them around offensively. I kind of like what I'm seeing with these young running backs, LaShawn Williams and Caleb Johnson. I always have some really good running backs come through over the years. Say what you want about the outside talent. The running back talent, the offensive line, the running game has always been kind of their crutch. So if Spencer Petras can kind of lean on that running game, and you've got J.J. McCarthy on the other side playing his first true road game as a starter. Michigan against Maryland last week, it was the first time they played anybody with a pulse. Maryland pushed them around a little bit, five yards per carry, 52% success rate on running plays. If Michigan struggles with some of those, you know, quirks of Kinnick Stadium, some false starts and penalties along the way, I can absolutely see Iowa keeping this game close, low-scoring game. I think I would absolutely take the points with the Hawkeyes. All right, so what about Iowa State taking on Texas Tech? Yeah, so to me, when you, when you look at Texas Tech coming off that big win, I, I, I don't really know what we're going to get from them. Defensively, they're a very good team. And I think you're, you know, Kansas State's going to Texas Tech this week, right? Iowa State's at Kansas. Um, it, it, when, you, when you look at Kansas State, I, I'll be honest, there's a couple of really good pieces on that Kansas State offense. So I always like to lean emotion first when it comes to college football. Texas Tech off the big win. Kansas State's off a big win, too. And Adrian Martinez looks to be all the rage. I, I, I think I would lean K-State in that spot. But I'll be honest, these are two teams, again, coming off emotional highs. Very tough to gauge where you know the volatility, volatility will be in that game. Man, this stuff is so awesome. Jared, thanks so much for joining us. Pickwise lead betting analyst Jared Smith. Check out Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. He, Rich Ornberger, Brian No, tomorrow morning at Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Time to noon Eastern Time. Listen live on any Fox Sports Radio affiliate, the iHeartRadio app. It's all presented by BetMGM. Jared, amazing stuff. Thanks for the info. We appreciate you joining us, as always, on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Appreciate you, Doug.
All right, so week one is in the books for the uh, In the Bonus podcast. Hope you liked it. We've had some really good feedback. Like, yeah, a little bit different vibe, a little bit, you know, Chase Stu's a little funnier. Uh, I'm a little looser, you know. <laughs> I said a little funnier. I mean, the, the dry humor translates better, I think, in this element oh, than it does Great. Some, some, sometimes elsewhere. Uh, just one thought here as we get ready for the NFL this weekend. So all my picks are up. Right, our five for five is are up. You can you can check them out. I do think that there's a couple of teams this weekend, and we talked to Drew Tranquil on the radio show. They're one of the teams that th- this is a weekend where if you're the Chargers, I know you're banged up. You can't lose this game. You know, Arizona. I know you don't have DeAndre Hopkins. Can't lose that game. If you're the Raiders and you have any hope of making the playoffs, can't lose that game. So it's it's not that. And, and look, all these games in the NFL are difficult. I mean, the perfect example is, and we talked to Tranquil, like Jacksonville looked like world beaters last week. Like they scored 38. That was a whooping. But, uh, and like Baltimore, Buffalo. Buffalo drops the second straight one. We don't have to freak out. They'll win plenty of games. But for, but for these teams, Pittsburgh has to win against the Jets. Raiders have to win against the Broncos. Chargers have to win against the Texans. Th- those games you have to have. Because you can split the big games, the close games with the other playoff teams. You can lose a road game in crazy fashion. But you can't start dumping to non-playoff teams. That's when your season goes to pot. All right, my thanks to Jason Stewart all week long. Uh, getting us great guests, Jared, uh, Jared Smith. I hope you enjoyed the content. Remember, the All Ball Podcast. I got a really good one dropping tomorrow. Tomorrow, All Ball Podcast. But thanks so much for listening to In the Bonus well, bonus hour in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see... See what music does to people. 
it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.